listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. Or speak, speak negatively into our own lives. Maybe it spills into the lives of others. Don't be looking at your neighbors right now, by the way. Or is it easier for us to be thankful for our lives and accept us for who God made us to be, despite our imperfections, despite our flaws? Have you ever thought about those imperfections, those flaws? Should we be thankful or thankful for others and accept them for how God made them despite their flaws? I love the way that the, the Christian author, Melody Carson, put it. She, she put this, uh, she said, Instead of thanking God for my two strong legs that are able to run and jump and climb, I whined about my thunder thighs and thick ankles. Instead of rejoicing that I have two capable arms that can lift and carry and balance my body, I complained about the flab that hung beneath them. I have been totally and unbelievably ungrateful for everything like a completely spoiled brat. I took my healthy body for granted. I criticized it and despised it. With crystal clarity, I know that I do not deserve the good health that God has mysteriously blessed me with. But only have I been unappreciative, unappreciative of my body and its amazing working parts. I tortured it by over-exercising, and I put my entire health at serious risk by starving myself. What on earth was wrong with me? As I watched these kids with, le with their less than perfect bodies, I feel so thoroughly ashamed of myself. I mean, how could I have been so stupid and shallow and self-centered? I kind of agree with Melody's sentiments. You know, we have a lot to be thankful for, and I think that a lot of times we take what we should be thankful for for granted. And this week we are going to be concluding the series on Romans Let's give the Lord a big hand that he gave us this marvelous book, huh? Yeah. The Bible has a lot to say about being people of praise and gratitude in Romans 16. And I titled this message, Thankful Greetings. Because in chapter 16, what we're going to find is some nuggets of encouragement. As Paul concludes this last chapter, he wraps it up with a model for us to follow. And it's like a beautiful greeting card, which the recipients of this wonderful letter, they must have read it and smiled as they read the last part of this wonderful letter. You see, beloved, when we are thankful, it's always going to be beneficial for us. And when we're thankful, it's always going to be beneficial for those around us. And so there's three things that I want us to look at as we go into this, this chapter. And we will be reading through the chapter through every point 
as we have been doing in the last couple of weeks. The first point that I have is that there is value in praise. The value of praise. You see, praise does more for a person than constant criticism or negativity will ever do. When we praise someone, it will encourage us, encourage them, it will encourage us, and it will do more for that person than any type of critique or constant critique will ever do. And Paul starts the last chapter by commending a certain woman named Phoebe. And the Bible puts it like this. He says, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, who is a deacon in the church of Centrea. Welcome her in the Lord as one who is worthy of honor among God's people. Help her in whatever she needs, for she has been helpful to many and especially to me. So Phoebe must have been a part or the instrumental person in taking this letter to the Romans, the Roman church. Because he tells them, I want, I want to commend her to you as she comes. I want you to treat her the best that you can because she has been very helpful to me. She's worthy of honor. It teaches us the value of praise. Imagine someone saying something like this about you. He or she is worthy of praise. He or she is worthy of honor. Help him or help her in whatever they need because she has been such a help or he has been such a help to many and especially to me. Is that something we would love to hear about ourselves? To be commended and to be praised fills us up with confidence and fills us up with encouragement. This past week, um, there was a full article in the Seminole Minor about a lady in our church. And the headline said, Shining a Spotlight on Shirley Swilly Volunteer. There were two pages inside the minor that, that took up a lot of space. And what it talked about was her desire to help others and her faithfulness to do it in the name and the power of Jesus Christ. She has been commended. She has been praised. It goes hand in hand. And it's so amazing because when Shirley comes, came and talked to me on, on uh, I think it was Wednesday night, and she told me about this, she said, I am so humbled by it. I just, I, I, I just, I just, I don't know what to say, Pastor. And I said, well, let me tell you this. You're shining bright for Jesus. You're being commended for the name of Christ. You see, she could have been on maybe the fifth or sixth page in the sheriff's report. <laughs> Amen? And some of us have maybe been there, but you know what? Now we're in church. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but the reality is that she was commended. She was, she was lifted up. She was praised. And, and, and it, it speaks to us that there's value in praise. As we go into thanksgiving, this next week, I think there's someone around us that needs to be praised. Not just us, but I think there's someone in our family. I think there's someone in our circle of influence who is needing to be commended. They're needing to be lifted up. Maybe they're needing a card. Maybe they're needing a text message. Because maybe they're going through a difficult time. 
and I think it would be great. William Shakespeare, the, the great poet, he said, I will praise any man that will praise me. The, the great poet, he knew the value of praise, and I think we should all know it too, is that there's something about it when we lift people up, when we, when we talk highly about them, that it's a good thing. Now, it's not, we, don't, we shouldn't flatter people, but we should recognize people. And I think Thanksgiving is all about that. Second thing that I want to talk about today, point number two, is there's the value of greetings. How many of you enjoy receiving a greeting card? My bookshelf, I wish I would have taken a picture of it because my bookshelf shelf is topped, filled with thank you greetings cards. I constantly replace them as families and individuals send me new ones because the kind words, they encourage me whenever I'm having a hard week. It's amazing because I'll be, I, I walk in and out the door. If you go into my office, right where my, where my door is, I have, a, I have a bookshelf, my small bookshelf, and on top of it, it's filled with thank you cards. It's filled with appreciation cards. And whenever, I, whenever someone sends someone else, I put one in my file. There's a special uh, file that I have for thank you cards, and there's a special file that I have for complaints and ugly things. And it's called the garbage can. Amen? I read it because here's the thing. Ten positives, it takes one negative to erase them. And so have you ever had someone just come at you and come at you and come at you in a card, in a text, in an email? And you kind of say, sheesh. So I keep those good ones in my file. And those that are negative, I read them. I say, Lord, teach me through them. Okay, that's enough. There. But there's something about greetings cards that, I, 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 that we see. Um, in fact, one of our elders shared with, with me how he received a greeting card this week from someone in our church, and it lifted his spirit up during a very difficult day. He received it in the mail and was saying, thank you for all that you do. Thank you for what you and your wife have done in our lives. And, and, and when he read that, because he was going through such a difficult time, he said, you would not believe how it lifted my head. There's something about greetings. Chapter 16 of Romans gives us many examples of heartfelt greetings that can lead us to do the same and bless others around us. In fact, I put Romans 16's model, the greetings model, okay? The first thing is there should be hearty greetings for those who will take a bullet for you. Last week in one of our meetings, there was a leader, and he prayed this. He said, thank you, Lord, for these men who would die for me. It's a Romans 16 prayer right there. It's gratitude for those who are willing to even die for us. How many of you are thankful for those individuals that would take a bullet for you? I don't think everyone at Living Word Chapel would take a bullet for me, but there's some. There's some individuals that I believe that if they would do whatever they could for me. And let me tell you this, I would do whatever I could for you. Because as a shepherd, that's what we should do. Amen? And so as we, as we look at it, look at, look at what Paul says um, 
He wrote this, Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus. They risk their lives for me. Paul never forgot that moment. He never forgot what they had done for him, that they had risked their lives for him, and he continually reminds people of his gratitude. Could you imagine as they read the letter and they said, Priscilla, Aquila, look, Paul just greeted you, and in his greeting, look at what he says, you actually risked your life for him. And they probably in a very humble way said, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. And how many of us in here have someone in your life that you know that they would even die for you. Maybe we should show some gratitude. Maybe we should show some greetings right there. The second thing that I see in the greetings is that there's grateful greetings, right? Is there anyone in your life that you are grateful for? Is there someone in your life that you can call them at 2 o'clock in the morning and they'll be there for you? Is there someone in your life that, you know, when, 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 when you're really needy, when you're, when you're going through something, that they always seem to show up? People that we should be grateful for. When was the last time you told someone that you're grateful for them? When's the last time you wrote them a letter or sent them a card? The letter of Paul letter to the Romans has been preserved for thousands of years. And I see some of you taking your phone out. You're probably sending a text right now. By the way, thank you for all you've done. I see some phones coming out. I love it. Go for it. This letter that, that Paul sent out is preserved for thousands of years. It's inspired of the Holy Spirit, and it shows us how important it is to tell someone that you're grateful. Paul goes on to say about Priscilla and Aquila, not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful for them. Do you, could you imagine how they felt when they were reading this letter and they were saying, not only is Paul thankful for you, not only did you risk your life for him, but here's the thing, all the churches of the Gentiles, they are thankful for you. They are grateful for you. They must have felt pretty awesome as they walked out of that listening of that letter because they made a huge impact, and people were grateful, and Paul let them know. The third thing that I see about greetings right there is their heartfelt greetings for fellow believers. How many of us in here know that God loves the church? Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The gates of death will not have anything to say about this people that I'm building, this institution that I'm making. Amen? This letter of Paul shows us that God's people in every denomination are loved by God because we are part of his family. He emphasizes that Jesus said the world would know a believer by his love or her love for one another. We have brothers and we have sisters in Christ, in other churches, and when we see them, we should give them a heartfelt greeting. Amen? When we see people who love Jesus, there should be something that stirs in us to say, he's my brother, she's my sister in Christ. That's why Paul writes, greet, greet also the church 
that meets at their house. Tell them they're special. Greet them because they are special to God. Just think if we would take it upon ourselves to bless our fellow churches around our communities, I think that the Lord would be so blessed. Last week or two weeks ago, our student ministry went and joined forces with a church in the area, in Oracle, and took all the youth over there because, can I tell you, we're all on the same team. And it's all about Jesus. It's not about a name that's on the front of a church. It's about the Jesus that rules in the hearts of his people. And we should always be grateful, and we should always be greeting people in the church. Amen? The fourth thing that I see is we should, we should send greetings celebrating faith. How many of you remember your spiritual birthday? How many of you remember that month that you gave your heart to Jesus? It's just like, I remember 1994, October. I remember that God began to stir my heart to give my life to him. I'm not as good as Benny. Benny remembers his day, hour, minute, Benny Silva. I remember the month. I remember God began to work in my heart. I remember he began to, to do something. There was The Holy Spirit was working there, and I came to faith in Jesus Christ. How many of us remember someone else's? Huh? The Apostle Paul did. He, he celebrated it when he, when he writes this. Greet my dear friend Epenetus, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. Isn't that awesome? Could you imagine the Roman church? They opened up this letter and, and they're reading this part and saying, Epenetus, greetings from Paul, bro. High five, dude. You were the first Christian in Asia. That's huge. Epenetus. You're the first born again believer. Dude, give me five. They were greeting celebrating faith. How many of us do we send someone a letter? Do we send someone a card? Do we send someone a text saying, congratulations, because you've come into the family of God. You're my brother. You're my sister in Christ. Isn't that awesome? It's greater than your physical birthday because your physical birthday, unless you're born again, it doesn't matter. You're going to have a day when you're going to die. But if you're born again, you're alive forever. Think about the granditude of that, how huge it is, and how amazing. The fifth thing that I, that I see in the greetings is greetings, thanking those who have suffered beside you. How many of us have ever suffered during our walk with God? If you haven't, it's coming. We live in a sin-felt world. We live in a world that, 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 is, uh, that is, there's some pretty evil things. We, li we live in a world that's against us. We, we, once we're on God's team, we become public enemy number one to that one individual called the devil and Satan. And so he does not like us, right? But how many of us are thankful for those who walk us through those difficult times? When is the last time that, that we thanked them for that. When is the last time that you invited them over for dinner or coffee? Paul wrote, greet Andronicus, 
and Junia, my fellow Jews who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles. And they were in Christ before I was. They had given their life to Jesus before me, Paul. Is, and think about it. He's, he's, as he's having uh, a, a transcriber write this, and Paul is talking, he says, put this down, put this down. And as he's doing this, the, the, he, he's thinking about all these certain individuals, and he says, think, thank Andronicus, greet them, and, and, and greet Junia, because they're, they're fellow Jews who, they were in prison with me. I remember as we were suffering and, and as we were going through those difficult times, and, and Paul, he did something in prison that most people don't do. He used to praise and worship in prison. How many of us praise and worship through our difficult times? But he remembered these men, Andronicus, he remembered Junia. He said, they suffered alongside me. Can I tell you, there's people that I have got, that, that have gone with, with me. They've been through a lot of things with me and with Shauna. And I thank God for them. And the Lord began to speak to my heart. He said, thank, you know, greet them for what they've done, for them being there for you in the difficult times. Can I tell you, it's really easy for us to be there with people in the good times. It's a lot more difficult when we're there with people in their difficult times. But greet them. Be thankful for them. Amen? Number six, the sixth thing that I see there, uh, greetings, expressing your love. I think this is huge. People need to know that they're loved. As I was reading that, I, I right away got my phone out and I texted someone. I texted, and I said, I love you in the Lord. I love ya. You ever sent that? I love ya. Not you. Ya. The Y-A makes a difference. I love you. Two, exclam two exclamation points are good. Right? Just does something. You know, it does something to us. When's the last time that... that you sent a text to someone other than your biological family. And you said, I love you in Christ. I love you in Christ. Make sure you put that. And don't take it to a guy. If you're a girl, don't send it to a girl. I mean, to a guy. It'll get you into trouble. But you know what I mean? And if you do, send, a, send it with a carbon copy. Send it to someone else, a, a group text. And, and just, you know what I mean? Just send someone, I love you in Christ. And it does something to us. Paul writes, greet Am, am, Ampliatus, whom I love in the Lord. I love the way the Romans, uh, uh, the NIV, the 1984 uh, version puts it. Greet am, Ampliatus, whom I love in the Lord. It emphasizes, greet the person who I love in the Lord. I have a really good friend, um, it, it, Greg Marufo. Many of you know, know Greg, and, and he, he's, he's in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and, and he's constantly telling people that he loves them in the Lord. Constantly, you know, he every time he sees me, brother, I love you. I love you in Christ. I love you. I love you. I, and you know what? I never get tired of hearing it. I never get tired. You know, my wife and I, we tell each other we love you. You know, we never get tired of hearing that. It's it's good. It's good therapy. It's good for us. So so a greetings, Mike. I love you. I love you in the Lord. Thank you. And, it, and I mean that when I say that. I just, it just, there's something that, 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 that happens. Even when you say, I love you. I love you in the Lord. There's something that happens in our spirit when we say it. Try it. Try it today. Try telling someone, I love you. 
And some of you tough dudes, it doesn't hurt. I know. I'm not going to tell anybody. <laughs> Try it. I love you. Love you in the Lord. You don't got to be, a, you know, you don't got to do the pansy. I love you. I love you. Do the manly. I love you. I love you in Jesus. Right. You know what I mean? I, I just think people need to hear this often. I don't think we say it enough. Amen. We don't say it enough. And, and Paul had no problem greeting and saying, tell him I love him in the Lord. And then greeting to the, greetings to those who labor with you. Paul lived his life laboring for the gospel of Jesus. To the Jew, he became a Jew. Uh, a Jew. To the Gentile, he became a Gentile. To the Greek, a Greek. Who, whatever, he would, he, whatever it took, he would labor, labor for the sake of the gospel. And when you do this, you're really thankful for those who labor with you. You know that connection card that it says, do you want to volunteer for this Christmas Eve service? There's something to it. When you come and you, you and it's not, you're not a volunteer in the church. Can I say that? You're not a volunteer. You're a, you're a servant of Christ. Because he's a servant of us. We should be, we, you know what we should be doing at Living Word Chapel and at every church? We should be telling people, you know what, we have, we have too many. We have, to, we, I mean, this is overflowing. But you notice that, you know, when those cards come, it's like, Children's ministry, chale. chale. Nah, negative. Uh, sound, no. Uh-uh. I got to work with Kenny. Uh-uh. Youth ministry, uh -uh. P-dubs, he's a slave driver. Uh -uh. Youth, uh-uh. You know, we, shouldn't be, we shouldn't have to be, you know, kind of, please, please, will you please? No, we shouldn't. It should be, what can we do? Greetings to those who labor with you. So, so that connection card for, for Christmas Eve, we better see a lot of people sign up. Greetings to those who labor with us. Are you with me? Because when we labor together, we're laboring for the sake of God. How many of you have gone and labored at a football game? How many of you have gone and, and, and helped Pop Warner or Little League or, or all things? Now, those are, they're, they're good. They're, they're, there's nothing wrong with them. They're wonderful. They help kids. Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, they're good. We're talking about eternity here. We're talking about the kingdom. Greetings to those who labor with us. You, better be, you guys better have your connection card out right now. He said, greet Urbanus, or Urbanus, or in the, in, in the barrio, Urbanus, our co-worker in Christ. Greet him. Now think about it. Here, as Paul is, is writing this letter, he, he's thinking, man, Ur, Ur, Urbanus, man, this guy worked alongside. He's my co-worker in Christ. Has anyone helped you in your labor? Maybe we can do something special for them this week. Every Wednesday, every Wednesday we sit down and as we're going through our prayer, prayer cards, every staff member is writing thank you cards to individuals that help us. We say, Holy Spirit, remind us of those people that are doing things for us. Thank you. Thank you for what you do. It doesn't go unnoticed. Thank you for what you're doing. It doesn't go unnoticed especially to him. So let's, 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 all of us, 
got on board. And let's send thank you cards. Let's send something to someone that's doing labor with you in, in, in Christ. And if you're not laboring in Christ, what's stopping you? Come on. Let's, let's start. Uh, the eighth greeting that I see, greetings to those who stood the test. Greetings to those who stood the test. See, life is a test. Every day we're tested. God allows this. Jesus taught us to pray, lead us not into temptation and deliver us from the evil one because every day we are all facing trials and testing. Are you with me? If you read The, the Purpose Driven Life, Rick Warren spent one whole chapter talking about life is a test. Do you know someone who has stood the test? Maybe we could encourage them by sending them a card or, or a call and just telling them, you know what, bro? You know what, sister? I, I just want to tell you that you're pretty awesome in Christ because you've gone through a lot, but you're still standing with Christ. You're not shaking your hand. You know, when, when, when Job went through his difficult times, he stood the test. And his wife said, why don't you curse God and die? And Job said, should I, should I curse God when things go wrong and bless him when things go right? May, may it never be. He stood the test because God was with him. He drew on the strength of God. How many of us have you been tempted? Have you gone through some testing? And, and testing is good for us. It's good. It's a fire that purifies us. It shows us where we're at. Amen? You stand that test. You, 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 you persevere. You, you're persistent. You keep going forward. And God recognizes it, and we, we should recognize it. And look at, look at, what, look at what Paul said. He said, uh, greet Apelles, whose fidelity to Christ has stood the test. In other words, he, didn't, he wasn't immoral toward Christ. He didn't prostitute himself out to other gods. He didn't go out and love the world. He stood the test. How many, how many of us in here need for someone to encourage us and say, you know what, keep, keep, keep standing. Keep standing. You're okay. You're going to make it. You know what, God sees what you're doing, and we see what you're doing. Because everyone gets tempted, and everyone is tested, and what a blessing it is for those who have stood the test to be encouraged because the Bible says that even when Jesus went into the wilderness and he was tempted and he was tested for 40 days, the Bible says that at the very end, the angels came and they ministered to him. Can I tell you, beloved, those that have stood the test, they need people to come alongside and minister to them. And saying, it's okay, because when you're in the testing, when you're in the tempting, when you're in all these places, you get weary because you're fighting, you're battling. That's why I've got so many cards on my table, on my, on my bookshelf. Because when I feel faint, when I feel, I feel uh, it's t- very difficult, I can look and say, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you for all that you've done. Number nine, and I'm glad Paul put this at the middle, almost the bottom. Greetings to biological family. Because 
It's easy most of the time for us to greet our biological family, right? And it's Thanksgiving, and most people will be spending time with their family, and that's a wonderful thing. And even if you're not spending time with them, it's always wonderful to send them a Thanksgiving greeting. Amen? It's always a wonderful thing to, to, to call mom, call dad, call uncle, call brother, call sister, nieces, nephews. Always a wonderful thing. And look at how, how Paul put it uh, with Herodian. He said, greet Herodian, my relative. He didn't forget about him. And all these things, he said, greet Herodian, my relative. I love the way the 1984 NIV puts it. He put, greet Herodian, my relative. And, and sometimes we do that. We call our family. And we say, you know what? How are you doing? Thank you for you being my mom. Thank you for you being my dad. Thank you for you uh, being there for me. Thank you. Even, and if there's nothing that you can think to be thankful for, you can say, Mom, thank you for having me. You I mean, you, 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 you were in labor for I don't know how, how many hours. You did, that's awesome that you did that. Because I'm born, and I got breath. And, and God's brought me into his family. Thank you for giving me that opportunity. Amen? Because let me just say this. Sometimes there's trouble in families. Sometimes there's brokenness. But that doesn't stop us from being thankful to God to at least be able to say thank you. Thank you, Dad, that you fathered me. You may have not been a father to me, but you fathered me. Are you with me? There's always something to be thankful for. Number 10, the 10th greeting. Greetings to women of God who labor for Jesus. Now this is huge because in those days, women were not recognized for much. Women were not, they weren't recognized, oh, you know, look at what she's doing, look at what she's doing. But in God's economy, they were and they are very vital to God's work. Paul said, greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, those women who work hard in the Lord, and greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Ladies, your labor in the Lord will never go unnoticed. I thank God for those ladies at Living Word Chapel who say, I'm going to take, I am going to take this work by the hand and I'm going to, in the power of Christ, I'm going to do what I can to make it better. Recently, we brought on a, uh, 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 two co-leaders for our funeral, funeral directors, uh, and, they, and they oversee our funerals. And, and uh, Carol Romero and Sue Miller, both of them are in the service, they have done a wonderful job in making sure that everything is set up so that when we have a funeral, people feel the, the comfort and the love of God in our church. Yeah. Two women that are laboring in the Lord and many, many, many other places. That's just recent, you know. Uh, Donna Woods took over our, 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 our marriage uh, coordinator. She's a wedding coordinator now, and, and, and she's working and she's laboring to, to, to ensure that things get done so that the office staff can do the work that they're doing. Can I tell you something, beloved? Women, you are special. In fact, I want to do this. If you do anything here at Living Word Chapel, if you labor in any way at Living Word Chapel, raise your hand. Anyway, if you're a woman, hey, stand up. Do me that favor. Stand up. If you do anything at Living Word Chapel, anything, nursery, uh, any, anything at Living Word Chapel, stand up. Yeah, we applaud you. Thank you for what you're doing. 
You are special in the Lord. Amen. The 11th greeting that I see is greetings to those who have been spiritual parents. How many of you have spiritual fathers and mothers that came alongside and they, they, they raised us up from our infancy, infancy to be mature believers? I had a man that came into my life. God brought him into my life. His name was Bob Cannon. And when I was in my infancy, when I came into the church, which was, they were just, this was the land they had not even built here. They were meeting at the Seventh-day Adventist, and I walked in the doors, and I was like a deer in headlights as I walked in. These people are real happy. Where are they? They're crazy. Where are they hiding the keg? You know, why are they so happy? That's the only time I see people happy. And yet, when I gave my life to Jesus, this man of God, he stepped in, and he became a spiritual father. And he began to raise me up. He began to pour into me the things of God. And, and how many of us are thankful for spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers? How many of us in here are spiritual mothers or spiritual fathers? How many, how many of you are taking, taking the, the time to pour into someone's life? We have a, a, uh, the, the men's ministry. We have a mentoring program that we just started. And many people are beginning to sign up. I know that Buck Wiles, he's taken two young men under his, under his, uh, under his, what's it called, under his wing, yeah. I didn't know what that word was. So he's taken them under his wing, and I see the fruit of it. I, I, I see those two young men, and there's something so different about them because God is raising them up. I won't say no names, but Matt Nehemiah and Chris McDade, you know, God is just raising them up. Oh, Sorry. You know, that, that's the thing. So greetings to those who have been spiritual par parents. There are people who are very instrumental in helping us become all we can become in Christ. One of the greatest things that my, my spiritual father has been for me is that he has not flattered me. He's encouraged me, but he hasn't flattered me. And so whenever, whenever I did something, he would always bring out, well, you did, this okay. you did this good. You did this okay, but... Let me tell you, look at this, look at this. And, and he began to raise me up to, to get better and better and better. And that's what we should do as people of God. Amen? Look at what Paul said. He said, greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother, who has been a mother to me too. Rufus's mom was, was there for Paul when maybe his mom couldn't be there. She was a spiritual parent to him. And Rufus, as we looked scripturally, and, and, and he was probably the son of Simon the Cyrene because his brother was Alexander, and Simon the Cyrene was the one who carried the cross of Jesus to Golgotha. How huge is that? How huge is that? Simon. They said, pick up, pick up that cross, carry it, the, the Romans. I don't, have, I don't want nothing to do with it. He picked up the cross, and Jesus made such an impact on his life that he gave his life to God. And not only that, his sons were chosen of God to do great things. And his, and his wife became the mother, spiritual mother, of one of the greatest apostles in the New Testament. Greetings to those who have been spiritual parents. Pastor Bob, thank you for being there for me. I love you.
and I mean that. How about number 12? We can send a group greeting. You can send a group greeting. You see, Paul could not send a group text message. He couldn't send a group email, so they wrote it. And he said this, he said, greet and, and synchronous and philogon. These words are. Philogon, Hermes, Patrobus, Hermas, and the other brothers and sisters with him. Greet Philologus and Julia and Neurus and, his, sis, and her, his sister and Olympus and all the Lord's people who are with him. It's like Paul said, greet them all. Put them all together, a group greeting. How many of us, beloved, this week can send a group message to brothers and sisters in Christ? I meant to bring my, uh, my uh, phone up here and send a group text message to a lot of you, but I forgot. So second service, we can do that, P-dubs. You can help me and just send a group greeting to everyone, text message saying, you know what? Thank you. Thank you for being in God's house. Isn't that cool? But how many of us this Thanksgiving can you send a group text message and just tell people, you know what, greetings to you, much love to you from us. I think it's wonderful. And then the number 13, the last one that I'm going to talk about greetings, it's okay to greet with godly affection. It's okay. LWC is known for our love and people will hug you. Have you noticed? And it's not a sin to give a person a hug. And Mackie Cordero will even give you a holy kiss on your cheek. There's, there's, there's nothing behind that except the love of Jesus. And Paul put it like this, greet one another with a holy kiss. There's nothing wrong with giving a hug. Uh, I, I will say this, if you're, if you're a man and you're hugging a woman, I would say give her a side hug. Just wisdom. But hug each other. Love on each other. You know, just, just let the love of God. There's nothing wrong with someone showing some affection. I think, they're, 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 I think it's really a bad thing whenever there's no affection going on in the body of Christ. If it's a, if it's a very stale and, and just a very cold place, negative, let's have a warm place where we love on one another. Amen? We're brothers and sisters in Christ. The last point, the value of persistence. God wins. God wins. I want to conclude with these words, that we need to be wise about what is good, and we need to be innocent about what is evil. And we need to be confident that the God of peace is going to crush Satan underneath our feet. Amen? We need to be persistent. We've got to keep going forward. We need to just, through the good time, through the bad time, you keep going forward because the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your
Let's pray. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.